tuning in to our podcast, Salt and Light, where we'll cover foundational principles for being a disciple of Jesus Christ. Enjoy this episode with ears to hear and hearts that listen. So let's go check the facts with your host, also known as my dad, Casey Harrison. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Salt and Light Assembly where we correct genetically altered Christianity and we replace it with a firm foundation for a relationship with Christ. As many of you have know, if this is not your first time listening, there has been weeks without any content coming out. And the last episode, I said we were going to talk about tithe today and what the tithe was, how it affects our mental status, our spiritual status, our bodily status, you know, everything about tithe. I hate to do this to you because it's been so long, but we're not talking about tithe today. I actually just need to get this off my heart and apologize to you guys for not um, listening to the Holy Spirit and putting out content the way that He has told me to do. This week, we're actually going to be talking about reflection, and there's not going to be a lot of scriptures backed up. This is pretty much an off-the-cuff, not really edited episode, so I really don't have a clue what I'm going to say. I'm just going to let the Holy Spirit lead. Reflection is important. Because I've been reflecting over the past year, 2021, and I realize how the devil has been attacking me and my family uh, pretty profoundly, to be honest with you. And I couldn't understand why. I mean, I know that as a Christian, I'm going to suffer. I know the devil's going to try and stop me at every turn. And unfortunately, I let him slow me down. And that's going to stop today because within the reflection that I've been doing, I've started to see God's hand working in the background. And I'll get into what I mean by that. First off, what did I reflect upon? In 2021, uh, my wife and I went through uh, two miscarriages. We're pregnant, excited, and then all of a sudden the heartbeat stops. And I could not, for the life of me, understand why. Why in the world would God allow this to happen? Later on in the year, uh, I found out that my uh, stepmother had ovarian cancer. And she's doing great now. I'm like, man, this is incredible. There's so much going on. Amongst this whole COVID mess that the, the world is still up in arms about. But then on top of that, just after Thanksgiving, we found out that my mom, um, she went to the hospital and was diagnosed with stage four cancer. I, it, it hit me like a, a ton of bricks, it, it, just out of left field. Oh, my goodness. The kind of cancer that had already spread from like her colon to her liver and her lungs. They'd given her like six months to live. With that diagnosis and with understanding what that entailed, that hospice was going to have to be brought in, um, my wife and I discussed it. Technically, my wife had already been discussing the possibility of moving my mom in with us, but that's a different story. This just upped our timeline. We chose to take her in and take care of her through this experience of her transitioning from earth to heaven. Well, her and I had a lot of different conversations while she was here. One of those conversations uh, was on healing 
which is also something else that I'm going to go in and do a deep dive study on later on, not today. But my mom was raised in this word of faith, name it and claim it. You can have everything on earth today that you're going to have in heaven. You know, the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Which many prosperity preachers would say, that means you can have your best life today. And God wants you to prosper. And God wants you. Uh, okay. We're going to get into more of that in the prosperity series. We're not going to really hit on that too much today, I don't think. But we ha we're having this conversation about healing. And she was very adamant about God's going to give me my healing. God's going to give me my healing. I'm going to get up and I'm going to walk out of this bed. And to those of you listening, some of you are going to get irritated and angry at what I'm about to say. Some of you will not. Some of you will get, gain some clarity and some wisdom behind healing and miracles and how God does things. But Scripture is very clear when it comes to miracles. Miracles are meant to point toward Jesus, not to edify ourselves, not to build ourselves up. If you've been praying for God to do a miracle in your life, let's say you're, you're sick right now. In fact, we'll just say you have cancer right now. And you're believing for a miracle that God's going to heal you from cancer. I have a question for you, the same question I posed to my mom. Why? What's your purpose? Why are you wanting to be healed? Is it because you're tired of the pain and you want to be healed so you can go out and enjoy life even more? Is it because you want to be healed so your family members don't have to suffer anymore? Or so you don't have to suffer anymore? Or has God given you a purpose to complete? And yes, there is a biblical foundation that I build that question off of, and it's Paul. Paul, when he gets uh, stranded on the island on the way to Rome, gets off the island, you know, the, he's around a, a fire, and a serpent leaps out of the fire and bites him. And that poisonous snake bit him, and all the natives on that island were like, this dude's dead. We've got a dead man on our hands. He's not going to survive. He must have really made the gods angry. And what does Paul do? Paul shakes it off, and it doesn't affect him. That was a miracle. Paul never got sick. He never worried about it. He was like, nope, I've got a purpose, so I'm shaking this off. Through that, the entire island came to know Christ. It opened a door to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, which was Paul's purpose. But that was just an intermediary purpose. The purpose that God had given Paul was to go to Rome and be a witness to Caesar. Now get this. Throughout the process of Paul fulfilling his purpose, he had an intermediary purpose on the island. So when he got bit and when sickness hit him, or tried to come against him, he shook it off because he had a purpose that God had given him to complete. And since that purpose had not been completed yet, Paul knew that he wasn't going to die that day. That's the biblical precedent for the question I ask you. Why? Why do you want to be healed? When I asked my mom that, I asked her mom, I said, I understand that God can heal you right now. 
In fact, my desire is for God to give you a miracle and step out of this bed, live another 50 years watching your grandkids grow up and have families. Of course, that's what I want for you. That's my desire. And if I'm being honest, that's a selfish desire. So I asked my mom, what was your purpose? Has God given you a vision to complete on this earth right now at the age of 70? She said, well, well, honestly, son, I'm, I never really knew what my purpose was. And I was able to talk with her and have a conversation and say, Mama, you have completed your purpose. Me and my brother both know Jesus. Me and my brother both have taught our families how to walk out the love of Christ because we got to watch you do it as a mother. To all the moms out there, your purpose is to raise your kids in a godly fashion, train up a child in the way that they should go and they will never depart from it. That's your purpose. Your kids, it's probably the highest calling on the face of this earth in my personal opinion. Raising your kids in a godly manner with the morality of God. Honestly, it's an area where a lot of parents fall short in this day and age. But my mom completed her purpose. And according to her, God had not given her another purpose here on this earth. So I told her as, as much as I want her to get out of that bed and have that miracle and that healing here on this side of heaven, I can't say that it's biblical for me to tell her she's going to get out of bed when honestly the greatest form of a miracle and the greatest healing a person could ever be is to be in the presence of Christ himself, to be face to face with God, to be in heaven enjoying your reward for everything that you did here on earth. Scripture's clear that there are rewards stacked up in heaven for us. If you've accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, that's your reward to spend the rest of eternity with Him. And as much as I miss my mom, and I want to have my mom here, the greater healing out of the two of her being getting a miracle or meeting Jesus is meeting Jesus. And that was a conversation my mom and I got to have. And I'm speaking of my mom in the past tense because on December 28th, uh, sometime around 5.30 in the morning, she changed clothes and accepted her robe of righteousness in heaven and accepted the keys to her mansion. She's feeling better now than I have ever felt on this earth. She's enjoying being with Jesus, the greatest healing possible. Paul even said it, to be absent from the body is to be present with Christ. To be present with Christ is gain. Paul wanted to be present with Christ, but he also said in that same verse, but it's more beneficial for you that I'm here. Basically, my purpose is to still shepherd you so I can't go home and be with Christ yet. Without a purpose, what are you really asking for? That's my point. Are you asking for a healing or a miracle, whether it be physical, financial, or spiritual? Are you asking it for a selfish gain? Because you feel like you need something? You feel like you need to feel better? Or are you asking it from a position of submission and allowing God to work through the pain to teach you something, to transform you, to give you sanctification, or to use it as correction to bring you back toward Him? 
Are you going to allow God to do whatever he wants to do? Or are you going to try and still control your destiny and think that you have the power of God? Why are you asking for that miracle? It's all about a heart's intent. During this entire process, I also went through the COVID, uh, I believe it was the Omicron um, portion of COVID. I'm not really sure. I just know I tested positive for COVID. I honestly felt like I had gotten hit by a Mack truck. Hard to get out of bed, night sweats, temperature that wouldn't come down below 101. Most of the time it was up in the 103s. It was a ridiculous seven days of temperature, five days of feeling like, wow, what in the world is happening here? And I prayed for a miracle during that portion too. And I didn't get a miracle. I had to go through it. And in the reflection time of 2021, I started to realize how God was working behind the scenes. Let me explain it to you. We had two miscarriages. Had we had either one of those babies or both, we would not have had the ability with the space in our house or financially to be able to take my mom in during her last days. God knew what was happening to my mom. So God allowed us not to have kids during that portion, which I fully believe both of those kids are in heaven right now. They had a heartbeat. They had a life. I fully believe that those kids are in heaven right now. So they got to skip out on all the pain and suffering down here. Honestly, I'm a little bit jealous, but that's a different sermon. So we didn't have the kids, so we would be able to take care of my mom. Time passes and we're taking care of my mom. After two weeks of being up at two or three times during the night, not being able to go back to sleep, my mom's in pain, trying to manage her pain meds because she had gotten to where she couldn't get out of bed just in the first week of her being here. Me and my wife were just mentally exhausted. We, I don't understand how caregivers can do it as a full-time job, honestly. And people, if you are taking care of a loved one right now as a caregiver in a similar situation, in a hospice situation, or if they have an illness or a disease that is terminal and you're taking care of them, I salute you. Oh my goodness, you have such compassion and such incredible care and charity about you. To be able to do that, I applaud you. 100% I applaud you. Because after two weeks, me and my wife were both at wit's end. To the point where I was like, I have to put my mom in a skilled nursing facility. I can't manage this type of mental anguish. It's physically draining me. It's spiritually draining me. It's emotionally draining me. I, I just, I don't have that strength to do it. And the one thing that my mom did not want to do was go to a um, skilled nursing facility or a nursing home. She said that her entire life. But I didn't know what else to do. No one else could take her in. So I met up with one of my pastors. We went and checked out this nursing home, got everything set up. Um, my mom's sisters came in town to spend time with her to give me and my wife a, a weekend break. We went and saw my wife's family. We come back. The day we come back is the day that I started to spike a temperature. And then I started to feel worse. And the next day, I started to feel worse. I just did not want to get out of bed just in case it was COVID. I was like, I'm going to stay in here. I'm not going to go into my mom's room because I don't want my mom to get COVID. She's got enough on her plate. She can't get out of her bed. Um, she's responsive right now, but I can't go in there. Well, because I contracted COVID, the hospice 
facility that was coming into our home told me that they were not going to be able to take my mom to the skilled nursing facility until a 10-day quarantine had passed and until she was testing negative for COVID after that 10-day quarantine, which meant my wife had to take care of everything by herself. So I called my brother, and he, by the grace of God, came in town and helped my wife handle things with my mom. When they told me that, my mom progressively and quickly started to get worse to where she wasn't eating, she wasn't drinking, which is signs of what the, uh, the medical field would call transitioning, uh, transitioning to death. And I was, I was ticked. I'm like, look, you need to get my mom out of here. I don't want her to get COVID. But they would not take her to the skilled nursing facility. After my quarantine was over and after I didn't have a temperature anymore, um, halfway through, they told me that they tested my mom and she tested positive for COVID. Um, she didn't die of COVID. Let me be very clear on that. She died of cancer. She did not die of COVID. Honestly, she never spiked a temperature. We constantly checked. But a day before she passed away, I was... Uh, going into her room, and I was talking with her and reading scripture to her. And I could tell she could still hear what I was saying. Little micro expressions on her face when I would say certain things in scripture, she would just light up. And Tuesday morning around 5.30, I just woke up. And it's not like I woke up groggy and like, oh, oh man, I got to go check on my mom again. No, I woke up wide-eyed, bushy-tailed, just awake. And my first thought was, I need to go check on my mama. I went in there and looked at her, and it didn't really look like she was breathing. But, you know, she doesn't always have deep breaths. So I went over and checked her, her arm, and it was still warm, but I couldn't feel a pulse. Put the oxygen meter on her that checks her pulse and her oxygen, and it was just flatlined. My mom had just passed away. My mom had finally accepted God's call to go home and be with him. And yeah, that makes me sad that I don't have my mom and excited all at the same time with a little bit of jealousy because my mom is feeling great and she got to meet my kids before me. I'm just being real with you. I tell you all of that not to have this, oh, woe is me type story, but to say, look at what God did with the miscarriages. And how he used that to allow availability in her last days. God used COVID to where she wouldn't be able to go to that skilled nursing home. Because one of her greatest desires was to not go to a nursing home. And God knew that about his daughter. So God allowed me to contract COVID, preventing us from placing her in a skilled nursing facility and giving us the extra time we needed to spend time with her and to show her how much we love her and for our own personal grief and closure. He honored her and he honored us and he gave us the strength to make it through it all through his complete and overshadowing sovereignty. You guys know that that word is not a word I use lightly. Sovereignty is not a word that I use. But he is so sovereign meaning he has as much control as he wants in situations that no matter what choices we make, he's got the power 
to influence everything around us to still maintain his will being done. His will was done in my mom's life. My mom, the night before she died, got to hear her son reading the word of God to her. I got the opportunity to continuously connect with my mom at the end of her life. My brother got the opportunity to spend time with his mom. Her sisters got the opportunity to say goodbye and to have that closure. My mom got to spend time with her grandkids before she passed away. My mom got to experience the last joy and excitement of them opening up their Christmas presents that she had gotten them and then opening up her Christmas present from them. When you take time to reflect on all of the junk that you've had to go through, all of the pain and all of the suffering in the pa- just in the past year that you've been through, reflect on it. Don't dwell on it, but reflect on it. And ask the Holy Spirit, why? Ask the Holy Spirit to open up the eyes of your heart to see the purpose behind the process. The Holy Spirit will allow you to see this is why this happened. And you'll have the ability to say, thank you. It will bring you to a point of gratitude and a way of saying, God, I am sorry for ever doubting. I am sorry for ever having the even most minute thought of you were not looking out for me. Because facts are facts. When you're in a relationship with Christ, you're in a relationship with God the Father. When you're in a relationship with Christ, you're submitted to the will of the Father. The greatest glory God got out of this entire situation was the glory of taking my mom and giving her her promise. He promised her eternal life. He gave it to her. And we all got to be a part of it. And to God be the glory for that. Now, I do intend on continuing podcast and continuing to put content out. And I'm going to jump back into the prosperity, what it is and what it ain't series. I promise you I am. You're going to get that teaching on tithe, offering, first fruits and alms and how it applies to us today. But right now, just take the time to reflect. Reflect on the things of your past. Go back and find its origin story and see how God is working behind the scenes to Romans 8:28 your life. All things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And are called according to his purpose. First and foremost, your purpose is to be in a relationship with Christ. Then your call is to spread the good news to all nations, all ethnic groups. And you do that by loving God and then loving your neighbor as you would love yourself. Thank you for your time. I know this went a little bit longer than a normal episode. Again, I apologize for being gone for so long. But until next time, be bold, be strong, and be blessed. And be sure to tune in next week. Jesus. Jesus.